grass-fed versus grain-fed, the debate becomes almost as dirty as politics itself. There are a lot of misconceptions, myths, and predispositions on the table, but I'm wiping that all away today and bringing you the facts on grass-fed over grain-fed. First, I'm just going to lay out the straight benefits of eating beef period, whether grass-fed or grain-fed. Second, I will outline just how, nutritionally, grass-fed outperforms grain-fed. And finally, I will dispel the myth that grain is bad for cattle, revealing the true villain in the grain crop arena, and how grass-fed beef can be just as harmful as grain-fed beef if we do not watch out for this villain. First, let's discuss the benefits of eating beef, whether grass-fed or grain-fed. Meat in general is one of the richest sources of complete protein on planet Earth, and every cell in the human body relies on an adequate intake of protein to heal survive and thrive. In fact, an article from healthline.com states that the consumption of beef helps you build muscle mass, prevents anemia, and provides you with high levels of vitamin B12, zinc, selenium, iron, niacin, vitamin B6, and phosphorus. While these are available in pill form, none of these vitamins can be adequately absorbed by the body like they can when they come from food-based sources. So beef is good, but organic 100% grass-fed beef is a super food. Organic, 100% grass-fed beef becomes a nutritional tool to fight the effects of aging, cancer, diabetes, heart disease, and obesity. The scientific research I am getting ready to put out is from chapter six of Grass-Fed to Finish, a gourmet production guide for grass-fed beef. I'd love it if you'd bypass Amazon and shop the book at shopshepherdist.com. But in establishing organic 100% grass-fed beef as a superfood, we need to zero in on one particular element, conjugated linoleic acid, which is abbreviated CLA. CLA is an anti-carcinogenic, which means a cancer fighter. Dr. Daman of the Utah State University states that CLA is the only animal-based compound that has been shown in research trials all over the world to reduce cancer risk. Meat from 100% grass-fed beef has a 500% higher CLA content than grain-fed beef. In studies done on the benefits of conjugated linoleic acid, 11 out of 11 found CLA contributes to a decrease in cancer. Four out of five found CLA contributes to a decrease in body fat. Two out of two found that CLA contributes to a decrease in heart disease. Six out of six found that CLA contributes to increased immunity to disease. Two out of two found that CLA contributes to increased bone density. Three out of three found CLA contributes to a decrease in adult diabetes. In addition to being 500% higher in CLA, grass-fed beef is 400% higher in vitamin A, 300% higher in vitamin E, 75% higher in omega-3s, and 78% higher in beta-carotene. And beta-carotene is what gives grass-fed beef its signature yellow fat cover. To quote Alan Nation, the rich yellow fat in grass-fed meat is reflective of a high beta-carotene content, which the human body is able to metabolize as vitamin A, a major anti Antioxidant. These vitamins and antioxidants are major anti-aging properties. Not only that, but on the flip side, omega-3 contributes to healthy brain fat. And in a case study cited by Joe Robinson, author of The Omega Diet and founder of eatwild.com, children who were fed high omega-3 diets had an IQ nine points higher than the average American child. So with the facts on grass-fed over grain-fed clearly laid out, it's important for me to dispel a myth. And one myth that I actually held on pretty tight to, and that is 
grain is bad for cattle. And the concept that grain is bad for cattle is a myth. In fact, some of the highest performing pasture grass planting recommendations are rye, wheat, and oat, which are grasses within the grain family. While it has been proven that meat from grain supplemented cattle is not as high in CLA, there is no harm in adding organic grain as part of a healthy, well-balanced, pasture-based feeding program for your cattle. It is glyphosate, not grain that is the real villain we ought to be watchful for as conscious consumers. And glyphosate can be found in both grain-fed and grass-fed beef. To quote from usrtk.org, glyphosate is a synthetic herbicide patented in 1974 by Monsanto Company. Glyphosate is best known as the active ingredient in Roundup branded herbicides. According to epa.gov, in the United States, about 280 million pounds of glyphosate are applied across roughly 290 million acres of farmland in the United States. 84% of this glyphosate load saturates crops such as corn, soybean, rice, and cotton, in addition to pasture land and hay fields. Corn and soy are among the primary feedstuffs provided for conventionally finished beef in the United States. But what's the problem with glyphosate? What is the problem with herbicides? Well, research done by the Pesticide Action Network found that glyphosate contributes to cancer, hormonal disruption, DNA damage, birth defects, and neurological disorders. As Joe Robinson brings to light, number one, if it's in their feed, it's in our food. And number two, if it's in our food, it's affecting our health. The new paradigm is we are what our animals eat. An evaluation of these two graphs should prove very thought-provoking. The first one is showcasing the escalation of glyphosate usage since its introduction in 1974. The second is a chart from cancer.gov showing the rise in prevalence of cancer in the USA since 1975. And unfortunately, because pasture and hay fields are also on that list of top four application sites for glyphosate, grass-fed is at just as much risk of exposure as grain-fed. And as a consumer seeking out grass-fed beef for health benefits, it's important to know your farm it's important to know the system that your food is coming from. And as always, I advise visiting eatwild.com for a list of your local grass-based farmer. Many of these farmers will open up their farm for tours, for questions, and the like. And to be honest, in the United States, it is nearly impossible to avoid glyphosate exposure on some level or another. The best we can do is the best we can do. And being as fruits and vegetables have the highest level of glyphosate residual, it would be important to transition to organic in that realm first. And number two is buy organic 100% grass-fed beef where you can find it. Because this meat will not only have a low, low risk of glyphosate residual, but it's also going to contain those aforementioned antioxidants and vitamin properties, which is going to contribute to your body's ability to detoxify existing glyphosate stores. Research has suggested that the body, the human body, will store glyphosate in internal organs, in cell tissue, and so forth. So it's not only important to avoid it, but to actively work to detoxify our bodies on that front. As organic grass farmers, glyphosate can make its way onto our farm through imported feedstuffs and hay. The only way to avoid it is to cut hay off of our own fields or graze our animals on stockpile over winter. And the bottom line here is really be aware and do what you can. The correlation between the usage of glyphosates and the rise in cancer within the United States cannot be ignored. And the World Health Organization finally came out in 2010 by stating, Glyphosate is probably carcinogenic. To be honest, we have to be advocates for our own health. We cannot fix everything in one day. 
but there are things we can do today. Find your local farmer, know what's going into your food. Don't be stifled by what you can't do, but be motivated by what you can do. If you guys have enjoyed the Shepherdess podcast, please give us a five-star rating wherever you are listening, whether iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. It will really help me forward in this program and encourage me to continue making more.